So I don't know if you ever had that feeling when you go to the doctor, in those days when we used to go to the doctor rather than just phone them, and uh, you, you go in and you'd have a sore knee and the doctor would kind of look at your knee and they'd shrug their shoulders and said, well, maybe you should take some paracetamol. And looking slightly dejected, they would then say, but wait, before you go, let me just take your blood pressure. Because doctors, they love taking the blood pressure, don't they? That's, that's what they do. And nurses, that's, that's the thing they always do. And you think, I came in with a sore knee and why are you taking my blood pressure? And the answer is, is that some things are more important than our sore knee. And that's our, that, that's our core health. It's our vital stats. And of course, that's what they're checking. They're checking the state of our heart, the, heart, the, the, the state of our, uh, our uh, blood pressure and our heart. You know, the center of your body is your heart anatomically, but the center of your being is also your heart biblically. And that's not your blood pump, it's, it's the who you are, it's the center of your personhood. And God is very interested in your heart. In fact, it says in Proverbs 4 verse 23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, that's quite a statement, isn't it? Above all else, guard your heart. Do you know that's how interested God is in your emotions? And, and it could be today, you feel like your heart's not doing so well. It could be that you're feeling very dis- discouraged or you, you, you find that your uh, levels of anxiety or anger are, are just all over the place at the moment. That's very common in this season as we're coming out of lockdown and people find life very complex with complex emotions. And sometimes in our culture today, you'll hear the mantra, follow your heart. And the truth is this, if we followed our heart in these days, it would be a pretty destructive experience because the Bible says, guard your heart. In fact, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? That's to say that your heart can be both sinful or pure, it can be hard or soft, it can be unbelieving or believing, it can be foolish or wise. And therefore, rather than following our heart, we need to make Jesus the king of our heart. Rather than listening to our heart, we need to listen to Jesus, who is Lord of our heart. So today I want to talk about this feeling that many of us are having and chatting to many people. They say, well, it's not that I can generically define what I'm feeling at the moment. I just feel a bit flat. And uh, if you're under the age of 30, you might call it feeling a bit meh. And uh, the, the truth is this, there's help available for you today. Now, if you're feeling flat all of the time, week in, week out, month in, month out, I'd want to recommend you... you Go and see a GP and get some medical advice as well as listening to this message, which I think is going to be helpful. But here's, here's the reality. Many of us are just finding ourselves feeling a little flatter than we normally do, and we're a bit disorientated by that. Dr. Jesus is here to help us today. He's, help, he's here to help us diagnose our condition, and he's here to give us the medicine and the healing that we need. So let's start in Psalm 42, verse 5. It says... Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. So as we're 
diagnosing this issue of feeling flat, here's the first thing we must do. We must ask ourselves the question, why am I feeling this way? Don't just be led by your emotions. Question your emotions. Ask, why am I feeling this? It's a really valuable question to ask. Ask yourself. If if somebody else expresses to you, I'm just feeling a bit flat, ask them, why? Why do you think you're feeling that way? And encourage people to ask you that question. Because these are times when we're going to go deeper with one another. But even before we diagnose it today, important to say, do you know it's not such a bad thing? A bit of flatness now and again. In fact... The Bible says that God planned all of our days before one of them came into being. It says that in Psalm 139. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says that God has made a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. That's to say there are seasons and days of our life that are meant to be different to one another. And if you're going to have laughing days and mourning days, if you're going to have weeping days and dancing days, then there's got to be some days in between, which are just meh and ordinary. That's just life. We've become such adrenaline junkies over the last few decades where we think if nothing exciting is happening in our life, there's got to be something wrong. So we've got to go out and seek some kind of entertainment or opportunity or something that's going to stimulate us. I think that's really unhealthy. So part of what is going on right now in your life is a healthy thing. It's God reintroducing seasons of your life, saying, yeah, there's spring and summer and winter and autumn. They're not all meant to be the same. Not every day is meant to be a beautiful day in the south of France. We're meant to go through seasons of life. It's a funny thing, isn't it? How we're almost encouraged to over-emotionalism. I don't get it. Whenever I see Premier League footballers and they, they lose a match and they, they lie on the floor like the whole world has ended in tears. And I sit there and I think, you've just got paid more for losing that game than I will ever earn in my lifetime. And you're unhappy about that. See, maybe we're meant to go back to some of those good old days where we just shook hands and said, good game. Let's move on. <laughs> God is with us in the flat times. These are growth times for us. But let's, um, let's look at some of the causes and cures. And I've got, um, I'm not going to deal with any of these in detail, but in some order of priority, perhaps. And here's the thing about feeling flat. I think it has many, many different causes, which are all entirely different to one another. So in using this scattergun approach today, I'm hoping that one or two of these might resonate for you. All of them certainly won't, nor should they. But here's the first one. Here's the reason, number one, why you might be feeling flat after six months of this pandemic. It's through overwork and exhaustion. Perhaps you've been asked to do more, to work more, to work differently than you have in the past. All of those things add massive stress to our lives. Perhaps on top of that, your home life has changed a lot and you're having to you've had to homeschool and you've had to perhaps care for others who are shielding or in need. We're okay usually as humans with dealing with one or two stresses in our life, but when everything changes, it's overwhelming. And it says in Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, It's in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. Here's what happens when we can overwork. It can lead us to exhaustion 
and burnout. I don't like the phrase burnout because it sounds very one way. I think burnout is, is a condition that can be recovered from. But here's what we can end up doing with all our busyness, eating the bread of anxious toil, not recognizing that God gives us rest. Jesus said in Matthew 11, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Wow. What a promise. What a promise from Jesus. Notice he doesn't say at the end of your toil, at the end of your labor, he will give you rest as a reward. Jesus promises to give you rest in the midst of it, in the midst of your toil and labor. He says, come to me if you're weary and burdened. Spending time with Jesus in the midst of tiring seasons is the best medicine that you can have. Yet that can be the thing that gets squeezed. I just want to encourage you, if you find yourself super busy, I want to urge you to take 10 minutes in a morning or in an evening, just turn to the daily Bible reading in the King's Church Bible reading plan, read a few verses and say, God, I need my rest in you today. And see how good that will be for you. Martin Luther, the reformer, was once asked, he was a super busy guy. And somebody said, what are your plans today, Martin? And he said, I have so much to do today that I must spend the first three hours in prayer. (laughs) See, he understood how to find rest when you were busy. He found it when he was with Jesus. And so will you. Okay, so that's the first one. Overwork leading to exhaustion. Find your rest in Jesus. Here's the second one. Underwork slash laziness producing apathy and lethargy. Now, it's a dangerous thing using the word lazy because, to be honest, most people would never describe themselves as lazy. Except, weirdly, the people who I've just mentioned in category one, who uh, often can push themselves too hard and overwork and then they think they're not making enough use of their time so I want to say if you've just self-identified in in point one then I want you to just not listen for a moment because this point isn't for you and if you're thinking actually this point isn't for me then then I want I want to encourage you to draw in for a moment here's what Proverbs 26 verse 15 says a sluggard buries his hand in the dish He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. What a picture. How outrageous that somebody would get that lazy, that they would make a meal or have a meal made for them, put their hand in and say, oh, I just can't be bothered to eat it. How ridiculous. Yet here's the thing about apathy and laziness and lethargy. It's incremental. And when we're taken out of activity for a season, we can find our capacity for activity diminishes. And I don't know if you found that. Perhaps you found yourself on first forced leave or redundancy and just everything just becomes harder work. Everything becomes more effort. There's that adage, isn't there, that somebody said that if you want to get something done, then ask a busy person because often their adrenaline levels are running. Whereas if somebody's feeling apathetic, it can feel hard work. Burnout has its roots in exhaustion. Apathy has its roots in laziness. 
And there's a lot of talk these days about self-care, and self-care is important, making sure that we don't burn out and overwork. I think we just need to be careful that we don't uh, use that term self-care when actually the very fuel that we need to break out of a rut of flatness is to actually find some energy by doing. This is what Jesus said in John 4.34. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you want to know what got Jesus out of bed in the morning? He said, I, I want to work. I want to do what God wants me to do today. Do you know that's nothing to do with whether you're paid or in employment or not. It's to do with writing a list of things that you think, well, these are what things that God is calling me to do, and I'm going to do them. I'm going to do them with all my heart, and I'm going to call that work. For some of us, that might mean us rebuilding disciplines or putting disciplines into our lives. If it means that nobody's able or willing to pay you to do a job at the moment, maybe you take a volunteer opportunity, join the Samaritans or something that's going to be really useful in this next season. It says in Hebrews 6, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. There's an inheritance. There's a reward coming for those who resist apathy and laziness and imitate through faith and patience by working hard. Okay, so that's the first and second ones. They're the biggest. Here's, uh, here's a third one for you. Health issues. Health issues. Do you know if you have continuous low-level pain in your body somewhere, that is super draining and that will make you feel pretty flat. If you're experiencing hormone changes or if your diet is poor, or if you're sleep-deprived, you will feel flat. These are all just physiological conditions that cause that feeling of flatness. A couple of words for you. Firstly, let God speak into you, if that's your condition. The Apostle Paul, he asked God to take a thorn away from his flesh. And God didn't do it. God didn't sort it out for him. But God spoke to him. And said, my grace is sufficient for you. If you're facing long-term, low-level pain, say, God, would you speak to me? Would you encourage me? Would you give me grace? And he will. But also, keep reaching out to Jesus for healing. There's a woman who came to Jesus in his ministry. And she had been bleeding for 12 years Yet she'd never tired of thinking, well, one day I might get healed here. And she just goes and grabs Jesus's coats and she gets healed straight away. Ask him today, Jesus, would you break in and heal me? But, you know, there's also the normal stuff that we forget about sometimes when it comes to health. There's a, there's a really profound verse in Acts chapter 9, verse 18. The Apostle Paul has been converted on the road to Damascus and he then gets led blind into the city and he's blind and he doesn't eat or drink for three days. And then somebody comes and they pray for him and he's healed and he gets filled with the spirit and he gets baptized. And then somebody twigs that there's something not quite right with the apostle Paul. He said, you know, it's weird. You know, he should be joyful. He should be happy. He's been filled with the spirit. He's baptized. He's a Christian now. Do you know what was missing? It goes on to tell us, it says, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Wow. The Bible says food and eating is important. It's good for you. 
Make sure you're eating well. Remember the regular stuff. Eat well, do some exercise, have a regular sleep pattern that you follow religiously. These things are good for us if we're feeling flat. They can really, really help us. Have a routine of seeing people, the same people, regularly. That's why small groups are such a great thing, because it's a routine. It's somewhere where we go, and we don't have to think about it too much. That's the third one. Fourthly, fourth cause of flatness is this. I think it's when we deliberately walk away from God. It's, it's when we choose to disobey and not listen to his voice. And it can produce this feeling of flatness. It says in Psalm 32, Day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. And I acknowledged my sin to you and didn't cover up my iniquity. I said, I'll confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. This is what that psalmist said. He said, he said, well, this is what it was like when I had unconfessed sin in my life that I hadn't brought to God for forgiveness. He said, I just felt sapped. My strength was gone. But there was a solution. He said, well, when, when I confessed, he forgave me. Maybe today the burden that you're carrying and the flatness you're feeling is that burden of guilt and sin that God doesn't want you to carry because he wants you to come to him. He's the saviour who forgives He's the saviour who forgives and he wants to forgive you today. Here's the fifth one. The fifth cause of flatness is just avoiding difficult things and conversations. Avoiding things that you know you have to deal with, but you keep procrastinating and putting it off. There's a story in Matthew 25, of, it's called the parable of the talents, and two of the people in the story, they go and invest money that's been given them and they make money. And they end up feeling pretty good about it because they get rewarded. And then there's one person who just hides the money they've been given. They don't invest it. They don't do anything. And the reason they don't is because they said, well, I was afraid and I went out and hid the gold in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you. See, when we don't use our gifts and our human capacity to engage properly, Things don't move forward and we just feel flat. If you're putting off a difficult conversation that you need, know you need to have or a difficult decision that you know you need to make, then I want to encourage you to begin to take steps to move that forward because it's only as we begin to progress things we find the grace to move them forward. Here's the sixth thing. Uh, sixth cause of spiritual flatness, overexposure to news stories that accentuate fear of death, illness, and separation. Don't need to spend long on this because that's really not an issue these days, is it? <laughs> None of those stories in the news at the moment at all. Um, no, of course there is. There's a proverb. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When we spend all of our time looking at stories on the news that we have no control over and can't do anything about, we lose hope and it makes us sick. It says in Proverbs 25, verse 28, like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. This is what we do when we just trawl through endless media all of the time. It's just like letting all of it into our mind, unfiltered. And our mind isn't meant to deal with stuff that way. 
Do you know, I, I think we're designed to live in a village. We're designed to, to live with a certain number of relationships and, and things that we can do something about. When we expose ourselves or overexpose ourselves to everything in the world, we can find that overwhelming and it makes us feel flat. Maybe you need to watch the news a bit less. I'm not saying don't have an interest in world affairs, but maybe you're overdoing that. Lastly, last cause is this change that happens at a speed beyond your comfort zone. Some of us love change, some of us hate change, but to be honest, one of the only constants at the moment in life is change. But the only better constant you can have is Jesus at work in your life. He's more certain than the change. Corrie Ten Boom said, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. He's the one that you can hold on to. You can't control change. You can't slow it down. You can't speed it up. But what you can do is trust Jesus with your life. I've talked about some causes and some ideas of how biblically we can fix some of those things. But, you know, if, if you have a flat tire on your bike or on your car, you need to do two things. You need to fix it and you need to fill it up. And today, as we've talked through some of those things, it could be there's one or two of those things you think, I'm going to fix that or I've just fixed that in my head right now. But you also need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And today, as we close, we're going to have a song in just a moment. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and just to fill us afresh. At the start of this message, I, I looked at Psalm 42 and it said, Why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God? There was a question that we were answering. I want to finish with another question, and it's from Isaiah 40. It says, do you not know and have you not heard? Then it gives us some answers. I want to encourage you to read this out loud with me right now as we read this, because this will be good for you to read the truth of God's word. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint.